Okay, let's start our discussion of Parshas Korach for Tavshin Hayin Aleph a little earlier in the week. Uh, just scheduling notes, so Bez Hashem, the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'm not sure exactly which night of the week uh, the Parshas show will be on, but Bez Hashem, it will be on um, either Monday or Tuesday night. My guess is Tuesday. That's what I'm shooting for, but uh, we'll see when I get when I get to camp exactly what um, will be the exact schedule. Okay, well, it'll be the next couple of weeks. It'll also be the Dr. Ian Shear. Will Bez Hashem be continuing as well? Uh, and now we will start with Parshas. Parshas Korach. Okay, we'll start with two major pieces, first from the Ber Yosef and then from Revavram Shore. First, the Ber Yosef, I thought that we mentioned in, uh, in a drasha in the past, but it's a, it's a major thesis related to the entire story of Korach. Start off with a couple of questions. Ask Rav Yosef Misalant. Source number one, if you look at the Gemara in Sanhedrin, on Daf Kuf Yudam and Aleph, Rashi quotes this later on in the Parsha, we know Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, in front of Moshe, uh, Korach gathered 250 men. What does Kari'e Moed here mean? They knew how to set the calendar. Meaning they were the ones that called the Moed. They were the ones that set the calendar. In other words, the Sanhedrin... Korah gathered many of the Sanhedrin in order to help complain against Moshe. Question number one is, we know the Sanhedrin served a lot of functions. They made laws, they decided cases, and yes, they set the calendar. That was one of their functions. But why do Chazal pick this? And obviously Korah is picking up on this power of the Sanhedrin that they were the ones that set the calendar and they're the ones that were gathered against against, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu. And everyone knew them, But why, Dafka, this element of the Sanhedrin, is this pointed out in the story of Korah? Question number one. Question number two. That's the, uh, if you want to look at the, just to see it inside. Uh, question number two, line 11. What was Korach's Havamina? To come and complain. B'tayna ki kol heida kulam kadoshim uvetocham Hashem. We're all holy. God is amongst all of us. Umadua tisnasu akahal Hashem. Why are you, Moshe, raising yourself up among, above the nation? Vim lakachta atam malchus lohelacholavar lachicha kahuna. You became the melech. You gave your your brother the kahuna. You should have gave, split the wealth. What was the havamina? Would they trust Korach? Aaron Akoen, Moshe Rabbeinu, the, the, the Mon, and the Be'er, and the amazing Nisim. They know that Aaron Akoen was the Bechir. Line 19, V'yipalelzeh. Harikulam roba biru ki Aaron, u Bechir Hashem. They already knew that Aaron was the Bechir. We learned back in Shmini on the, on the, the day of the Miluim, line 21. Shekal shivas himea Miluim, shemidu Moshe le Mishkan. On the entire week that Moshe Rabbeinu put up and took down the Mishkan to act as a model and to teach the other Kohanim, v'shimesh bo pirka b'chal yom, Moshar sebo shechina, there was no Asherah sashchina yet. While Moshe Rabbeinu was up and down and up and down. V'hayu yisol nechlamim. And they were very sad. V'omrim Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu, kol atorach shetarachnu, shetishra shechina b'neinu. We, we, we've done so much to try to get the shechina. V'neidash in his kapalon avona egel. We want to know that Hashem gave us kapara. And there's still no Hashra's Hashchina. Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu says, don't worry about it. Wait till my brother Aaron starts doing the Avodah. And what happens when Aaron starts? 
He is more Kedai, Shal Yedei Karbonosav, Avoda So, Tishre Shechina Bachem. Through his Avoda, on Vayibayam Hashmini, when it starts, on Rosh Chodesh Nisam, when the Avoda starts, Aaron Akon is going to bring that Shroz HaShechina, V'teidu Shabmokom Bachar Bo. And that's what happened, V'kacha, V'Aaron Akon did the Avoda, and they saw. So what was Korach, what was Korach Havamina, that he was going to succeed in this endeavor? Everybody knew that Aaron was Aaron. So what exactly was he was he thinking? What was he thinking? Line thirty eight on the bottom he repeats Aim Kain Echoya Efshalokorach Lavo Ulahish Hadavar Hanora Hazeh Shanase Bapumbi Laenikal Yisrael. He was going against everything that they all knew. Ula Ora Kahuna Lomar Shemosha Sakemidaito to complain about the Kahuna. So what exactly was he was he thinking? That's question two. Question one, again, is why Dafka, that element of the Sanhedrin? Question two, what was the Havamina? We'll ask a third question for a minute, which relates to the first question. And that is, if you look all the way at the end, all the end of the piece, the end of source number two, look at the left side, the bottom left of page two. Of course, a Gemara, which we'll answer later on. Line two on the bottom left. Baba Basra Ayin Maisa the Rabbi Barbachana. It's all the Rabbi Barbachana stories there. It's a number of stories all together in the Gemara. One of the stories. There was an, an Arab merchant that showed, that showed Rabbi Barbachana a certain crack in the grounds. And he says, you know what's down there? It's the people who got swallowed up in Adas Korach. They're down in that crack. Vishama. And they, he put his ear to the ground and he heard people screaming, Hayu Omrim, Moshe Ms, Visoraso Ms, Vehain Badain. He heard screaming from the ground, Moshe Ms, Visoraso Ms, and everybody else are fakers. And the merchant said, Shekol Shloshim Yom, Meheder Luhu Gehenim Lahacha Kabasa Bakalachas. Every 30 days this happens. Every 30 days, Gehenim spits them out, so to speak, and they, they scream it. And what does it mean 30 days, Rashbam says? Kol Rosh Chodesh. Every Rosh Chodesh. The Belue Karach scream out, Moshe Emes Vesoraso Emes, Vanachnu Badaim. And we're fakers and we're liars. And again, we can ask the question. Wonderful, they have to scream this out. This is a fitting punishment. They have to acknowledge the Emes. But why Rosh Chodesh? Right, once every 30 days, could do it once a year. Why Dafka Rosh Chodesh? Do they have to do it? Do it on their yard site? Okay. So let's see the thought of the Bar Yosef. Let's go back to the first source, the top left side. The Yesh Lomar Let me explain. Did Taina so shall Karach What was Karach's Taina? He knew Aaron was great. He knew he was the Bechir. But what was his Svara? Yes, Moshe Rabbeinu had to choose one. And Moshe chose his brother. Moshe, you know why Hashem chose Aaron? Because you chose Aaron. It's all you. Hashem is obviously going to follow what you choose. Hashem gave you the power. You're in charge. The Asa Kadesh Baruch Hu Hanes Haneis Biyiridas Haish. 
Hashem did the amazing, the nace, the, the bring the fire down. But Moshe, it's because you chose him. Once you chose him, so Hashem listened. And Korach said, That was Korach's complaint. Why do you choose him? Obviously, whatever you do, even if he's not the most perfect choice, Hashem's going to listen because you chose him. You could have chosen me and Hashem would have listened to me. He should have given the kuna to someone else. Let somebody else be Kohen Gadol and then there would have been Ashraz Ashkina with that other person. How do I know, says Korach, how do I know that sometimes even if a human being makes a mistake, chooses and decides incorrectly, HaKadosh Baruch will still say, fine, I'll listen, this is how I created the system, this is how I created the, 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 the way that the world is going to run, Ibra Ashana and Kiddush HaChodesh. Line 14. Hey Moshe, it's only because of what you did. If you would have done something else, so then Hashem would have agreed to that too. So that's why he takes the Sanhedrin. He chooses the Sanhedrin that Dafka does that. What's the message? The Yadu, it's known. We know the Halacha. Even if Bezdin messes up. Bezdin chooses the wrong day. Even if Bezdin does it, amazing. They have Adam come and they say, tough, we're not listening to the witnesses. We want the next day. Whatever the reason. It's all totally on Bezdin. Whatever Bezdin makes sanctified, that's what God agrees even if that's not the most appropriate day, and even if God might theoretically think, Kaviyachol, that there's a more appropriate day. So Moshe, you chose Aaron. Who says that I'm not more appropriate? Who says, obviously, B'nai Yisrael trusted the Bechir because they saw Dashras Ashkina. But Karach is saying, so what? So the Sanhedrin decides. So you're the Rosh Sanhedrin. And he quotes the story, as we know, that... Um, Bet, whatever, if Bezid is Makadish, the uh, Chodesh, even incorrectly, he quotes it on line 28, Even if you make a mistake. Based on the Nasi, based on the Bezdin, listens to the Sanhedrin. And that is why um, the Sanhedrin is mentioned. And then he adds, what about Rosh Chodesh? Why Dafka Rosh Chodesh? And he also answered the second question. What was the having to argue with Aaron? Because he wasn't saying that Aaron wasn't the Bechir and didn't get the Shechina. But Moshe, you shouldn't have chosen Aaron, you should have chosen me. We know from a Halacha and Hilchas Nida and elsewhere in the halachas of physical maturity of a, of a human being. It's dependent on nature, which is dependent on when the Rabbanon decide when Rosh Chodesh is supposed to be and when the new year is supposed to be. And if a, if a girl is 
three years old, and then Bez and Anzar in a month? She's not three years No, now she's less than three years old. And now she's three years old. It's whatever Bez decides. Kemosha Amr Bi Yushalmi, line thirty five. Amr Biyavin, Ekrala Lokim El Yom, Lakel Gomer Lai, Bashal Shana Biomechod, Vinimlachan Bezin La Abra, a girl who's three years and a day old, and Bezin decides to eat on a month, Hapasul and Khosrin, how Lachigli she's considered less than three years old. That's the power that Bezdin has. And that's exactly what Korach was picking up on. Skip down now to line 18. Ula kavana zu lakach Korach himo elu rashi sanhedrios. She yodim la'abrashan lakvachadashim. Because they listen as ochacha. Don't bring me the proof that Aaron is the nivchar. Because the fire came down to eat his karbanis. No! Tikach midasa shalakadosh baruchu. Lahaskim beligmar alidei mishu misman alios nasi. This is what God does. God gives the power, right, like the principle that has come up in the past. But once HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the power to the Rabbanan to decide things, even Kaviyachol, if there is a different type of MS than God had in mind, he's still Meshubit, he still holds the Rabbanan. Ramosha Faisin writes in his introduction to Igris Moshe, there's something called MS La'amita and something called MS La'hora'a. MS La'amita's ultimate truth, says Ramosha. I try in my psachim to get to that emeslamita, but I might not get there. But I do my research and I go through the proper channels, but I might only get to emeslahora, a truth in terms of psachalacha. So is it true? But, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Meshubit. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, this is how I want the world to run. Right? There are many sources related to this. There's a Gemara in Bamitzia that there was a machlokas in, in Hilchas Tumah Vitara. And one of the Amoram said one thing, and in Shemayim it said Hakadosh Baruch Hu says the other thing, and we paskin against the Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We paskin like the Amoram, but that's exactly what was Korach's taina. Hey Moshe, you decided, so God listened. But who says that was the correct decision? Line thirty-three. Now we add the Alzehai Shet Suvashel Shal Moshe, the Masha Amar Lehem. What did Moshe answer them? Boker v'yoda Hashem es asher lo. In the morning, v'yodei Hashem, Hashem will make known. What does it mean, boker? Amr lehem Moshe, line 36. Gvulos chalak ha-gadosh baruch hu ba-olamo. I mean the morning. Just do, do it now. But what's the message of the morning? Moshe says, Rashi quotes it, God made, made boundaries for nature. Yecholam atem la'arev yom v'layla. Could you mix up day and night? No, there are certain inherent rules in nature. And Boker meaning, there's Boker and there's Erev. Moshe is telling him, Aaron's choice is not like months and years. Aaron's choice is like Boker of Yodas Asherlow. Aaron's choice is inherent in the Bria. He is the Nivchar. Vayeri Boker of Elokim Ben Arben Achoshech. The Chulu. Line forty-five. Im yecholam atem la arev osa havdalah shidol benarvet achoshech atem yechol levatel azeh. If you can mix up day and night, then you could be mevatel this. Lakach amalem boker viyoda Hashem es hashalov es hakadosh veikrivei love kfar hu mesukan. It's already designated. Ves hashayivcha bo yakrivei love. Moses says, beautiful. Back to Karak. Karak says, I'm getting this on Edrin because you must have made a mistake. It's all totally on your decision. Says Moshe, this wasn't totally on my decision. I did what God wanted. Not God did what I wanted. Just like he made day and night, he made kahuna and not kahuna. And who's the Kohen Gadol? And who's going to start the uh, paternity of the kahuna? Aaron HaKohen. 
It's not like Korach says, Kavisha Donu, Korach Vadaso, Shasia Vaminu, Nimsur Labezim, Akadish Barko Maskam Ayadam. No! El Akadish Barko Bechvodu Vaatma Bachar Baaron, Vivdilu Dios Kodesh Kadashim, Hashem chose him! Ukashem Shem Biadin, Lashano Shinui, Koshehu, Benyom Valayla, you can't change day and night, Korach, you agree to that? Kach Em Biadinu, Lashanos, Masha Bachar is Aaron Lakdisho. Elios Kodesh Kadashim. We have no, we have no power, we have no authority over, over that uh, designation, and that's exactly what God, what God wanted. And then he relates to the Gemara Baal Basra, as we started off with, and he said that's exactly why every month, even on Rosh Chodesh, even on Rosh Chodesh, what do they announce? Moshe Emes Vesaraso Emes. We agree, we agree that we were wrong. Moshe Emes v'saraso Emes. Line 20 to 12. She is told machlokah shalkarach ha'isa shadima inyan minu yishal aron l'kviyas chadashim. And they were matzdik v'din. And they said, we were wrong. Moshe Emes v'saraso Emes. It gives us a whole new insight into, into what Korach's svara was and how he thought to try to uh, convince the people to undermine the authority of Moshe and Aaron. Number one. Number two. Second major idea to start off with. Look at Rashi at the beginning of the parsha. Rashi quotes a famous Chazal. Rashi quotes at the end of Dibur Maschal Vadosan Baviram. Maasa, what did Korach do? Amad Bikinis Rishnu Rashi Sanhedrin, as we just said, he gathered two hundred and fifty of the Rashi Sanhedrin. Ruban Mishavet Ruvain Veshchena, mostly from Ruvain. Vehil Bishon Talisos Shekulon Tchelas, and he gave them totally wool blue. Garments. Bo v'amdu l'fnei Moshe. Amru lo, talo shakula shal t'chelos. This is Obtura. Moshe, got to put t'chelos on these? Moshe says, yes. It's a din in the strings. It's not a din in the baguette. So he starts laughing. What the? One string can pot to a whole baguette. A whole baguette of blue. Oh, come on. And the other machlokas, as we know, Korach said, he filled up an entire room with Sifrei Torah and he said, does this room need a mezuzah? Does this room need a mezuzah? Moshe says, yes. He says, you have a hundred Sifri Torah in the room. That's not enough Shmira. You need a mezuzah on the door? Those were his arguments we discussed two years ago. Two years ago? Or last year, with Soloveitchik's article about the common sense rebellion. That was Korach's uh, usage of common sense. Okay, but now we're going to go with another idea, focusing on the second argument about the mezuzah. Korach argued, if your house is full of Sifri Torah, you don't need a mezuzah on the door. Says Rav Avram Shur, the Lekach Vahalibuf, on our parsha. You got to take a, we're going to take a Shwa Kadosh, we're going to take a Gra, put them together, and come out with a message. So, Baderas Aliyo, first the Pasik in, from, uh, in the Gracious and a comment to the Gra. Lef Pesach Chatas Rovates Kosev, the Gra says on that Pasik that sin crouches at the door. Ki miyad sha'adam yotsemi Pesach Beso. The moment that we step out of our door, the Eitzahar is there to take us, take us to where we don't want to go. Make us do things we don't want to do. That's why we have a mezuzah. One of the reasons. What do you see from the words of the, of the Grah? Here in the Adaras of Yahu, we usually think that the mezuzah is just for Shmira on the way in. Says the Grah, it's not only that. It is for that. That's true. That's the story of Uncleus. He points to the mezuzah and he get, gets all the people to convert. 
But says the Gra, even on the way out, we're supposed to remember the mezuzah. Point number one, the mezuzah helps us on the way out as well. That's the gra. Number two, the shloha kadosh. The shloha nark parsha tells us. Mavar explains. There are three areas in which we have to make sure that we don't become too self-centered and too sure of ourselves. Three areas of our, in our life. says, A person shouldn't be proud. The Pazik says, Wisdom, our brains, gvura, our our strength, our abilities, and our osher and our riches. Those three areas. The Neged Gimel Dvaram Elu says the Shlach Kaddish beautifully. Keneged, these three areas, which the Pasuk in Yermiel warns us about, we have three mitzvahs to help us out in these three areas. Nasan Lan HaKadosh Baruch Hu Gimel Eitzis Ech Lizkar She'elu Gimel Heimadnes Hashem Yisbarach to remember that these are three are gifts of God. So I don't come to think that, oh, it's all me and I'm so great. What are the three? Tfilin l'shmar l'chachma. Tfilin for chachma. Why? What do you mean chachma? Neged ha-moach. Ve-halev. Shesham mishkan ha-chachma v'habina. Right, in the, 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 the earlier times, it also says the lave. The lave also influences our thoughts. The hearts and the brain. That has to do with our chachma. Right, our emotions also affect what we think. So that's what we say before we put on tefillin. Tefillin guards our chachma. Tzitzis, makif kalgufa shaladam. Tzitzis surrounds our physical body. Our strength, our, our physical abilities. That tzitzis is connected that, to guard that. Umitzvah's mezuzah. Lishmar beso shal adam. Mezuzah helps us guard our riches. What does that mean? Because when do we usually feel rich? When do we when when do we want to boast about it? Not when we're in our house. That's not we're private. When we walk outside our house, when we start going outside and we're about to tell everyone what we have or to or to walk in a certain way, or there's a mezuzah on the door as we go out. The mezuzah reminds us. Kodesh Baruch Hu gives us everything. Nothing for us to feel so great about. Keep it in your house. Keep it in your house. Don't take it outside with you. Kodesh gave you a bracha? Keep it in your house. Like we quoted last summer on Parsha's Dvarim. Penulachem Tzafona. The biting words of, a, of the Klayakar. If you never saw it, you got to look at it inside. Penulachem Tzafona of the Klayakar on Parsha's Dvarim. Says the Klayakar, the job of a Jew is to take one's riches, if a Kaddish Baruch gives somebody a bracha, and safun, keep it hidden, like the afikomen is hidden. Pinu lachem safona. And he talks about how in Prague 500 years ago, people did not do this. Pinu lachem safona. That's the mezuzah on the door. Ubozeish lavin debriya gemara. And that's, what we, that's the deeper meaning of the gemara in Meseches Menachis. The Gemara tells us, Rabbi ben Yaakov Omer, Kol sheyesh lo tefillin berosho, tefillin bezroho, v'tzitzis bevigdo, mezuzah bepischo. If somebody has tefillin mezuzah and tzitzis, hakol bechizek shlo yechta. That's a protection. 
Shenemar Bachut Hamishulosh Lobem Heber Yinasek. The triply twined thread, excuse me, thread will not get cut quickly. That's the triple. The tefillin that's on our on our chachma, the tzitzis on our gvura, and the mezuzah on our osher. Right? We are muvtach shelo yechta. So we see the mezuzah is to protect us from the pesach. We're going to get back to Korach. Hang in there. In Yenam Mezuzah, who lift Shemiraz HaPesach, Moshe Amru. Shem Mezuzah Shomeraz, Dalsos Yisrael, the Mezuzah guard the doors of Israel. Mezuzah Shomeraz, Kedusha Sabaya, Shedei Shtulam, Beveis Hashem, Vachazuz HaLekin Yefrichu. Right, if, if the house is Shatul Beveis Hashem, the Mezuzah guards it. Mezuzah has to be that protection. Skip for a couple of paragraphs now. But now let's uh, let's go to the next uh, the next column where it's underlined. The mezuzah is supposed to give us a proper perspective. That's at the doorway when we go in to be thankful to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. When we go out, not to flaunt it, not to to hold ourselves above anyone else. We need that mezuzah. Kaddish Baruch Hu gives us it inside. But then we need the message of the mezuzah going out. So now we get back to Korach. Korach says, I have a house full of svarim. I need the mezuzah. Hine Korach Amar, line 28. Korach Amar, Kolam, Kolam Kadoshim, Ve'enam Srichim Siyoshal Mezuzah Lo'asos Vasitov Lo'asitov What do we need the mezuzah for? What was Korach saying? I don't need protection on the way out. I got a house full of svarim in my house. I need guard. I need shmira. Har Beitoh and Ba'osotos, says Rav Avram sure there are so many of us that make the mistake. Choshvim, Shem Yichom Lismach Ala Bayis Malay Svarim Beisiz Yosem Lachutz. On my way out of my house, I could rely on the fact that I have an amazing library at home. And therefore, when I go out, what am I worried about? That's the mentality of Korach. Bias Mali Svarim, does it mean a mezuzah? Do I need shmirah when I leave my house? That's the Grah. No, the Grah says, if we don't have the proper perspective on the way out, we're not going to use it properly. All the challenges of the street. Like we learned a few weeks ago. Right, the 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 shochet that went to be so salanter. He says, Chasa, he says, shchit is one or two yisurim. Being in business, how many yisurim there are involved there? But Oram, kibalim mi bais mal yisurim. I don't have to worry about. My house is full of svarim. That's Korach. Your house is full of svarim. You don't need a mezuzah. We say you need a mezuzah. Moshe Rabbeinu said, No, no, you need a mezuzah. Kadosh Baruch Hu gives you that bais mal yisurim, wonderful. But you still need a mezuzah on the way out. V'tzrichem harbe siyata deshmaya. To make sure we are protected from any michshol that might come up. Okay, so now we got two insights into what Korach was all about. Was he about Moshe, you chose, but God would have chosen otherwise? Or was he about, I don't need any shmirah on my way out? The other question that is dealt with by the Mepharshah that one has to deal with on this parsha is, when exactly did the story of Korach take place? And why did it take place at the moment that it did? Why did Korach now, specifically now, think that it was a good time? 
propitious time to argue and to complain. Three or four ideas even, exactly when the story took place. First is the Ramban. The Ramban in source number four first quotes the Eben Ezra. Says the Eben Ezra, Parshas Korach really took place after Parshas, or in the middle of Parshas by Midbar. Took place uh, beforehand. When? When Moshe Rabbeinu did the switcheroo with the firstborns and the Levim, because they were going to lose the rights. He thought that was a good time to do it. Because right now, oh, he's giving his old Shevet, switching them into the, into the le- position of leadership. Ebenezer says that's what happened. Svarmi Svar makes sense. The problem is, then you're adding in a, a non-chronological aspect to the Torah, which the Torah doesn't have. That's why the Ramban doesn't like it. The Ramban, whenever he can, says there is Seder in the Torah. The Ramban argues on Rashi a number of times. When he's stuck and he has to, Perak Aleph and Perak Tes of Bamidbar, the dates are given. Perak Tes comes before Perak Aleph. Okay, so the Ramban says, what can I do? The Torah specifically um, is, is written, not written in chronological order. Right? Ein Muktum Mukhabat Torah does not mean the Torah is written out of order. Right? It's a mistranslation. The Torah is written in perfect order. It's not written in chronological order. Because the Kodesh Baruch Hu wanted certain things to be written juxtaposed next to certain uh, stories. But the Rabban says here, I don't want to suggest that because that would mean I would have to add in a non-chronological element. So number one is the Eben Ezra. Line six, Kiel Dati says the Rabban, call it Torah Keseder, Zulasi B'makam HaShifarish HaKasav HaKdam HaVahayichar. No, I think the whole Torah is written in order and that's why the Rabban, as we, as we discussed in the past, says that the Mishkan was supposed to be a Hemshech Tahar Sinai. It is not. It was not specifically a Kapar for the Egel because Shrumat Tetzav had come before Kisisa. That's the Ramban Shita. Rashi says, no, Kisisa happened before Truman Tetzavik, because it's a kapara for the ego. The Ramban says, no. The Mishkan was always supposed to be. It was supposed to be a continuation of our Sinai. So here too, the Ramban said, it's written in perfect order. It's written in perfect order. So when did a Karak take place? Right after? Parsha Shlach. Shlach Korach. So what? What about the Meraglim? Says Korach to himself, the Jews are depressed. The Jews are upset. Volachain line 16. I'm sorry, let's skip, because he says beforehand, he never had a chance, the Ramban explains. Line 12. If you look at it, it's amazing. Even by the Egel, only very, very few Jews died. There were hundreds, there were millions of Jews. A couple, a couple thousand died. So they, they weren't upset at Moshe at that point. They knew they deserved it. Moshe for them 40 days and 40 nights. And Moshe came down and said, I got forgiveness. I got it. We're going to get a second Luchos. Right? So he, they knew that he was, he, he worked for them. They loved him. And they listened to him. I'm so close. If anybody would dare argue with Moshe at that stage of history, they would have stoned him. Moshe? He's a Rebbe. So Korach went along with it. He had no choice until that point. He continued. 
He was sovel. Everything. But what happened now? All of a sudden, a lot of Jews were decreed against. What happened by the Meraglim? Moshe Davin? Moshe Davin enough to save them from death immediately. But that was it. And they all got a decree. They're all going to die. Nobody's going into Eretz Yisrael. So they're depressed, says the Ramban. Moshe Takalos. Korach says, here's my chance. He thought, this was my chance. And you know what? It could be that he was correct in his assessment. Right? What did they, right after Korach was wiped out, what did, what did B'nai Yisrael say? Right? They didn't say, all, all of a sudden, Hashem Elokim. But that's why Korach did it right now. Okay, Parshanut. Why did Korach do it now? So we have the Eben Ezra. He really did it earlier. We have the Ramban. He did it right now, right at the Shlach, when B'nai Yisrael were, were depressed. Two other smaller ideas. Number one is from Levi Yitzchami Bradishev, the Klusha's Levi, source five. He also asks, why was it delayed? Rashi, Niskana Nisuzo Shalal Safan, Elit Safan. I'm on the left side. Why didn't he argue right away on the Nisius? Says the Kedushas lady, simple. They were going to go into Eretz in a couple of days. So Karak said, how long is this scene going to last? A couple of days? Not worth it. Not worth it to argue. What? To be a Nazi for a couple of days? I'm not interested in that. All of a sudden, here's we're going to be here for forty years. So yes, like the Ramban says, but not because, like the Ramban says, B'nai Yisrael were depressed, but because now Korach is happy. Now Korach see not happy, but just he sees an opportunity here. He doesn't want somebody else to be a Nasi for forty years, even though he'll let them be a Nasi for a couple of days. That's Kedusha's life. And finally, the last suggestion, somewhat surprising, but maybe there's a deeper idea behind it. Says the Ksav Sofer. Says the Ksav Sofer. A question really on last week's parsha, And that is, Nira, he asked also, why did they come right away? Mind three. Kimatsu kan makom l'chashdo. There was a chashad all of a sudden. Moshe Rabbeinu sent the Meraglim in the end, even though he knew the Mishol. What if Moshe Rabbeinu would have refused? Then none of it would have happened. If Moshe Rabbeinu would have just stood up, then another would have happened. Moshe should have said, No! If Moshe was very strong and said no, then they would have listened. So you know what they thought, says the Chasav Sofer? Surprisingly. Moshe and Aaron weren't ready to go in. 
Me'achar shalosh shibdu b'mitzrayim. Right, like the kasher ya'anu king yibar v'chein yifrot. They weren't going in. Thor p'nei Yisrael. V'lohem lo'evdiach ha'kadosh baruch Hashem promised the nation that was in subjugation in Egypt was going in. Moshe Aaron whenever in subjugation. So b'nei Yisrael, maybe Korach thought this, that b'nei Yisrael were thinking this. That b'nei Yisrael would think, maybe Moshe Aaron did it for their own. Like the Kedushas Levi says about Korach, Maybe they were looking for their own. They want to be leaders for 40 years. That was the chashad that Korach tried to pick up on. After all, why Moshe let him go? You're not going to get it. They were only going to go in. That's what Korach used. He says, Nasan Moshe Rabbeinu Lam Egeb Nigafshi is Akvot Po. He wants to keep his malchus for another 40 years. He's not going in. What? Korach was not Meshubit either. He was also, Korach was in that Shevet. Right, so he was working on the, on the rest of Kla Yisrael maybe. You're right, you're right, he wasn't Meshubit either. But he was working on the rest of Kla Yisrael. Was gonna, he says, Koleida Kulam Kadoshim. I'm out for everybody. I'm not just out for me. That's why Korach thought he could do it now. That's the um, suggestion of the Ksav Sofer. So we have the Yemen Ezra, the Ramban, the Klusha Slavi, and the Ksav Sofer. Okay, moving right along. Perak Tazayin, Pazachav Beis. Perak Tazayin, Pazachav Beis. Vaidav Hashem al-Moshe al-Aaron Lema, Hashem says to Moshe and Aaron. I am going to destroy them. Move away. Right, this is before they, they, they save them. Come on, you can't do this. Right, you're going to destroy everybody. They fell on their faces. Says the Medrash, Rabbi Bachai quotes it, source 7, From here is the Makar for saying Tachrun. What we call, the official name is Nefilas Apayim. We call it Tachrun, but in Shulchan Arach, first comes Nefilas Kapayim, and then Nefilas Apayim. Right, falling on our faces. Vida, this is the Tachrun source for the year. Right, to give us a little appreciation about what Tachrun is all about. The only Tefillah that we say, all different ways, lying on our faces, sitting, standing, the tefillah that probably has had the worst mazel in the history of any tefillah. Right? We get rid of it, or various other circles get rid of it for no reason. Right? Oh, right? Tachlu is part of davening. Part of davening. I was once in a shul. I couldn't believe it. It was, um, it was a very early minion. I was davening. In, uh, and then they were, they were um, right after, uh, it was a Monday, Thursday, and right after one Esrei, somebody bangs, Kaddish, Kaddish. So everybody looks at the guy who said it. What's he didn't have an excuse. He was in a rush. Usually there's some Rebbe. There's some some yard site, some this. Even if you don't hold of it, at least there's there's, there's something that they, they try to defend, but we have to realize this is Tachan has no mazel. We have to give him mazel. Right? The, like the uh, the Swarm say that if there's a Mesechta that, that nobody learns, you gotta learn that Mesechta. It's a Mace Mitzvah. Tachan is like a Mace Mitzvah. Every time we get to say Tachanun. If it's in Shulchan Arach, I'd say Tachanun, okay. Fine. It's in the Shulchan Arach. If it's if it's in uh, it's in the earth, they don't say Kelim on Shulchan Arach. But other than that, we have to be very careful. 
Right, Rav Moshe writes, Rav Yosef writes, Ashkenazim Svardim, if you're in a shul that's not following that lacha, say Tachnan anyway. You don't have to say it out loud, but that's not called Parish Benatzibur. They both paskin. You sit down and say Tachnun if they're, uh, if they're not saying Tachnun, and there's no, there's no good reason for it. Says Rabbeinu Bachai. So this is the source for Tachnun. Vida. Ke'inyin nefilas afayim betfilayish b'shalosh kabanus. There are three elements that we, that we, that we act out when we say Tachnun. Achas l'moreshchina. One, the act of going down on our heads, on our arms, shows the awe that we feel for the Shechina. He's going to say all three and then explain them. Vashenis laris tsar vachna. To be a little uncomfortable. Right? You're bent over. Your back hurts. Be a little uncomfortable. Vashlishis laharos asiris chusha vubitil hagoshosa. To show that I'm a nothing. Which we'll talk about in a second. So let's see each one. Number one is an act which reflects that I realize that I am in awe of God. What did Moshe Rabbeinu do? He covered his face. What did Yeshua do? It shows that I am meek in front of my Creator. That's why we cover my face. When we go Tachnun... You know what we have to say? We have to think. Right, that's why we go, uh, we go down on our left arm because that's the Shechina is, uh, is, is facing us, and that's to go to the right. So we go to the left. It's filling on that arm. But when we go down on our arm, it's like Moshe Rabbeinu covering his face. The Malachim also. The Malachim also cover themselves. Ratzov Ashov. What do you mean Ratzov Ashov? Back and forth and back and forth because every time they get too close to HaKadosh Baruch they, they, they have to jump back. They're not physical. But even conceptually, they cover themselves also out of the awesome nature of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. L'kach iskem yad v'shov klomer shememarus l'hashiv v'shem mitachas harakia. Even the Malachim. Mora shechina. That's number one. Turn over the page. Shainis, line eight. Lahai, can you read the in between after? Laharus sarvachna, to show humility and pain. Kihu, ki anofal upon a mitztair, benichna. It's not comfortable. It's not relaxing. Meaning, according to this, we're not supposed to, sometimes, some of us uh, say tachnun, like we're sitting back and we like put our, we're leaning back on our chair and we put like our faces facing up and we're putting our arm like on our forehead. That's not the point. The point, our, we're supposed to be facing the floor. Supposed to be bending down and facing the floor. We're supposed to be a little uncomfortable. This is part of the chuba process. When we're a little uncomfortable and in pain, when we're davening, Kodesh Baruch Hu recognizes that. Again, we don't believe in our day and age like the Hasidic Ashkenaz believe that we're supposed to, you know, roll around in the snow and 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 uh, do extra fasts and we're not on the level of that. That's not that's not the ideal for the Jew of today. But to to be a little to crest a little, to be in a little pain. And that itself God hears and gives the power to. And he quotes the story in in Bamitsia, uh, famous Gemara, Daphne Tess, the Lobashamaimi Gemara, but the end of that Gemara is not as famous. The end of Bechamar is that Rabbi Yezer, after he was put into Cherim by the other rabbis, his wife never let him say Tachnun. Why? Because it's such a powerful tefillah that if he would say Tachnun, she was sure that one of the rabbis would drop dead. 
So she never let him say Tachnun. She would always like bother him and, and stop saying, what do you mean? It's part of davening. Maybe she wouldn't let him say Tachnun. So the Mepharshim there explained she made him be mafsik between Shmon Asrei and Tachnun. That's the real Iker power of it. We're not supposed to talk between Shmon Asrei. Right, so like, what do you mean? We'll talk during Chazor Hashat. No, we're not supposed to talk during Chazor Hashat. But between ta- before, after Shmon Asrei, before Tachnun, we're also not supposed to talk. L'charchila, not even the Tiskabel that we say later on, that's going on this one Asrei. So we're really not supposed to talk anything with Surah Tfila. But for sure, that's what the Mepharshim see on Akamara, but we see in the test. She made him be mafsik between Shmon Asrei and, and Tachnun. What happened? There was one day, it was either there was an Ani at the door, there was a poor person at the door, so she couldn't stop him, or it was Rosh Chodesh, it was a two-day Rosh Chodesh, and she thought it was a one-day Rosh Chodesh. Shafi thought there was no Tachnun, but there really was Tachnun. So one of those days, one of those days, and she ended, he ended up saying Tachnun, she goes into the room, she sees him saying Tachnun, she says, Ragam Lil's dead. Everybody says, how do you know? Haraya Kachav, that's what happens. The power of Tachnun, says Rabbeinu Bachai, because of the pain that he was in. And he got put into Cherim. But maybe there was a little tinge of, of fault of the embarrassment. But that's the Koch of Atachron. But it's all about the, uh, the pain that he was in. Grouped together with the physical pain of going to St. Tachron. That's, that's the second message. Vashlishis, finally, line 18, the third idea behind Tachnun, Laharos Asiras Chushav Abitil Hargoshosav. To show the nullification of self. Vahu, ki hanofil alpana machasa ena vesosin piv. What happens when we cover? We're basically, symbolically, covering up our senses. We're covering up our eyes, covering up our mouth, and we're saying that we have no power in what takes place. Right? We don't have the power to what happens in the future. So it's as if we're closing off all of our senses, our power of a sea of sight, of speech, of anything, and we're, we're wrapping it up. We're wrapping ourselves up. Hashem, it's all up to you. I recognize that. Fascinating. That's another reason why we put our legs together when we say Shemon Esrei. Okay, like the Malachim. It's as if we're like showing like we're like tied up. We have no power. It's as if we're, 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 we're there's, there's chains around our legs. And some even say that's why if we're not holding a sitter, what we do, we put our hands together when we daven. It's as if we're in handcuffs. We're in handcuffs. Our feet are bound together. That's what we do when we daven. We give ourselves over. We're, we're totally nullified. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you're in charge. And we're just asking, talking to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's Moshe and Aaron. They fell down. Number one, Morishchina. Number two, Tsar Vachna. Number three, Bito Hayesh. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you're in charge. So I'll put that into put that into play for Tachna. Okay, a couple of other smaller thoughts for the evening. One larger one, and then um, a couple of some others. Let's uh, try to get it all in. Rashi tells us Tez Zayin Chav Zayin. Tez Zayin Chav Zayin. 
couple of sukkim later. came out arguing with Moshe, Men, women, and children. Says Rashi. See how how stringent, how difficult is machlokas. Oh, punishment is you have to be a gadol to get a punishment. Ubezin shamal adesrim shana, and usually we say kares. You have to be twenty. Vakan avdu avyon keshadayim, and here even babies, Karak's entire family was swallowed up. What's the message, and why is it? Says Reb Chaim Shmulevitz in the Sichas Musar, is it a punishment? Venira levar line seven. Tell us why is Ben Sora Mora next to the Parsha of Yifas Toar, bringing a woman back from the battlefield? What does that mean? Says the Ramban. If there is an evil root in a parent, it's very easily transferred and passed down to the children. If parents don't act in a proper way, it naturally goes to the children. The father goes after a ben Mora. He goes after his heart. That's implanted in the son going after his heart. You might as well try to prevent the disaster. Ben Sora Mora needs all shame so far. Because you know what's going to happen. If you look at the parents, it could be natural in certain cases. Says of Chaim Shmulevitz, that's the koach of machlokas. The koach of arguing. The koach of inner fighting. If parents are argumentative, that's terrible breeding. Even if parents are not argumentative, there's such, there's such challenges for Tsar Gidobanim, and we have to David Dachanish to give us the Siyata Deshmaya with our children. But for sure, if this if this fighting, and not just amongst each other, but amongst others, if children at a Shabbos table just hear that parents are arguing and putting down and insulting others, so what, what hope is there for the children? Or each other for sure. Hari it's it it goes in and there's osmosis. Says of Chaim Shmulevitz, a house of machlokas based on the Gemara is defined as an, in a very extreme way. Turn over the page for a minute. Turn over the page. Says of Chaim. There's a Gemara Mesechas Gitin Dafnun Beis line seven. Fascinating Gemara. Hanuch Satan. There were two people that were always fighting. The Satan was always pushing them. Every Friday afternoon they used to get into fights. Rameir came visiting there. He stayed there three Arab Shabbosos. Rameir made Shalom between them. They heard the Satan say, Vai, woe is me. Rav Meir has thrown me out of the house. Meaning, 
A bias shomachlokas is a bias of the satan. That's the Gemara. Says of Chaim Shmulevitz, Makam Shishbo Machlokus Ubeisho Shal Satan, Velo Jesus Regam Makam Shashorab Oshalom. And if you have a house that argues on Moshe Rabbeinu, on the source of it all, that's the ultimate in Machlokas. That's like Ben Sora Mora, Nidal Hashem Sofa. It's a kapara for the children, it's a salvation for the children. That's Nidal Hashem Sofa, that's what has to happen, says of Chaim Shmulevitz. Okay, two more points. One is Rashi Perak Tezayin Pasach Chavches. Tezayin Chavches, Rashi tells us Vayomer, the next Pasach, Moshe, Bizoz Teidun Ki Hashem Shalachani, La'asos says Kolam Asa with this you will know, with the nace that occurs in a minute, you will know that Hashem sent me to do all these actions. Ki lo mi libi. Not from my heart. I didn't make it up, says Moshe. Rashi. I did it because Hashem told me. Right? This is as added significance based on the, on the Ber Yosef. I followed Hashem, not Hashem followed me. If you look closely at the Pasik, Says the Briskarov, we realize Korach really was an Apikaris in two ways. Source 11, the Rinas Yitzchak quotes the Briskarov. Tehine line 2. Korach va'adaso kafru b'shnei karim. Korach and his Ada denied two of the Animamets. Chada to kafru b'tarim Hashemayim. Number one, they argued with Torah, that Torah has a heavenly source. Right? They argued, oh, this is the halacha? No, you're making it up, Moshe. No, this doesn't need a mezuzah. Right? They argued Torah, and Moshe saying, no, it's Torah, and Hashemayim. V'gam kafru on the vuas Moshe. And they also, the other, another of the animam is, is that they denied Moshe was unique. Sha'amru kal ha'eta, kulam kadoshim. Tehishvim v'nuas Moshe Rabbeinu v'chol ha'neviyim. And they put nevuas Moshe in the same category as all the other neviyim. And then he quotes the Arkhamar and Babasra, Dafaindalid Mavuar, Shevalue Karach Omrim. We just saw this. What was what did the, the ones who were swallowed up from Karach have to had what did they scream? Moshe MS Visoraso MS. Meaning what? It says the Briskarav, because they have to acknowledge their two faults. Moshe Rabbeinu is different, and Torah Minashamayim. That's the phrase. Moshe Sha'asu Chuva, Vahodas Moshe MS. That's the Gemara. Says the Briskarab, now we can know the Pasuk as well. These are the two things Moshe said. With this you will know that Hashem sent me. That's the first part of the Pasuk. Hashem sent me to call Masi Hashem. Everything is Bishlichus Hashem. My Nevuah is Bishlichus Hashem. Meaning, I'm in a different category of nevuah. Lo ki Hashem shalachani. Hashem sent me. Hashem made me this navi. And then, ki lo mi libi. It's not me. It's Torah menashamayim. Torah shebi adinu nimshor limi pi agvura below mi libi. Says the briskarav, embedded in this pasuk are both aspects. That to- that Korach was koferin. And Moshe says, this is what you are going to have to learn. Number one, that Torah menashamayim. And number two, that my nevuah, he wasn't saying it out gaiva. He was just saying it out. You have to believe in this in order to have the functioning nation that we that we have.
Okay. Let's skip the next one for now. Let's go to the last source, 13. Thirteen. The, the, the source that we skipped is about, it's the Chinuch on Shubas Meiser. Shubas Meiser, it's about knowing one's place in life. Feel free to look at it. We're just going to do the Yam Simcha now. Perek Yudches Pasachach. Yudches Chach. So Hashem says to Moshe, by Chamishi, Dabrel B'nei Yisrael V'Kachmi, Tom Matem Atela Beisav, take a shevet, take a staff for each um, um, shevet. Ve'ashem Aaron Tichtov Amatei Levi. And the name of Aaron put on. I'm sorry, I'm reading Parak Yuzayin. I meant I wanted Parak Yudches. Parak Yudches Pasachaf. Yudches Chaf. Towards the end of the parsha, there's something that was wrong. Vayomar Hashem al Aaron. Hashem says to Aaron, Ba'artzam lo sinchal. Aaron, you and your family will not get a portion in Eretz Yisrael. V'chelak lo yielucha besocham. Ani chalkucha v'nachalascha betochonei Yisrael. I'm your chelak. You'll get the Ari Levim, but Hashem says I'm your chelak. You're not going to get your own chelak. Ask Shabbat and Wasserman. It's quoted here in the Am Simcha. So it's 13. Hik Shabbat and Wasserman. Dilashitas Rashbam, Dila Asilavo, Yitol Shevet Levi, Chelek Baaretz. There are some Rishonim that hold that when Mashiach comes, Levi is going to get a portion of Eretz Yisrael. Not just the cities. Hik Tivatel Halosa, Seishel Venachla, Lo Yelo. But our Pasuk says they will never. Artsam Losinchal. And there's an Isra, they're not allowed to get a portion of Eretz Yisrael. All the land is split up to the Shvatim, and Levi doesn't get. And he has a whole discussion about that, and he says, If it's really true that it's going to change, the question is, but we know part of the definition of a mitzvah is that mitzvahs cannot change. Mitzvahs must be eternal. If a mitzvah is temporary, it's not a mitzvah. Har Sinai. If we knew where Har Sinai was today, we would be allowed to go up on it. Why? Because the Isra of Gabar Arsina was temporary while well, Akash rested his presence there. But there is no Isr. The going out of our house on, on the night of Pesach, that's a temporary Isr. There are many temporary Isr in the door. They're not counted as mitzvahs. So asks Rabbi Hanan, how is it that they, this mitzvah would be forever of not giving Levi a chilek if La Silavo, sorry, should I say they would get a chilek? So says the Am Simcha, Rabbi Freed, there's a Medrash. When Mashiach comes, Yerushalayim and Eretz Yisrael will be tremendously expanded. Whatever that means, whether it's supposed to be taken literally or not. Yerushalayim is going to go all the way to Damascus. In some sense, Eretz Yisrael is going to be much, much larger. Chazinon. Says the Am Chesimcha. It's going to be a new type of, a new Eretz Yisrael. A new Yerushalayim. Obviously, it's not going to be new in terms of Kedusha. But it's going to be a new Metzius. Much larger. Therefore, says the Am Simcha. Yishlomar. We know that as long as a mitzvah is eternal, even if circumstances change, that doesn't take away the fact that the mitzvah is not a mitzvah. We can't bring karbanis bezmanazeh. We're tameh, we don't have the begadim, we don't have the mizbeach. That doesn't mean bring karbanis is not a mitzvah. It's just that the situation is that we can't do it right now. So be most HaMashiach, 
the Isser is not going to apply, but not because it's not going to apply them, but because the Isser only applies when there's the certain Mitzias, the certain size of Eretz Yisrael. But when Eretz Yisrael and Yishlam is expanded, then the Mitzvah doesn't apply. But it's not that it's not a Mitzvah. Right, similar, you might say. We mentioned in the past where if Cook says Lost in Lava, there's only going to be flower carbonos, no animals. Why? Because there's going to be so much das of Hashem, even the animals are going to have das. That's why Hashem Minchas Yehuda. I have to count carbonos as a mitzvah. The answer of Cook would tell you is that no, it still is a mitzvah. It's just that the mitzvah has changed. Now there's so much das, so therefore there's no animal carbonos. So, so too, there's so much Eretz Yisrael, so therefore, there's no Hechi Timsi for the lot. Ella, the lo yeh Hechi Timsa, lekayim mos azezos. Eretz Yisrael, achadasha lo yeh bachala iser, omemela yitzlo alavim chela kashar ha'am. So, we still daven for that day, uh, every day. Lushlaim yircham rachav and tashuv, and akadash rachav to bring Mashiach. We yearn for the day when Yerushalayim and Eretz Yisrael will be very, very expanded, or there'll be enough room for all Jews, and anyone who wants to come, and Hashem Mehera, it should happen Mehera Yamin. Okay, we'll stop here. Next week, I'm not sure exactly which night. My guess is Tuesday night, but maybe next week Wednesday. Either way, we'll see. But in general, it'll probably be either Monday or Tuesday night over the summer. Uh, from Camp Cayley in Wurzboro, New York. If anyone wants to email me to find out if they want to come in person uh, over the next couple of months, two months, um, Hashem, uh, feel free. But we're going to try to get at least uh, almost all of them, you know, over the summer. Um, starting with next week. Okay, we'll stop here and uh, we'll continue next week.